solemnly swear that I will faithfully, diligently, and impartially execute and perform the duties required of me as a member of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and will well and truly obey and perform all lawful orders and instructions which I shall receive as such. First time authentic stories of the world famous Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Tales of men who, for almost a hundred years, have helped to keep peace in Canada. The Queen's Men. Queen's Men, true stories of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Names have been changed for family protection. And now transcribe the Queen's Men. Yes, I remember that case. It was one of those infuriating ones, filled with circumstantial evidence and a trail that seemed to lead nowhere. Yes, yeah, Sergeant Foster told me something about the case. Sounds interesting. He said he thought you were in on it, sir. No, that was Inspector Daly. He took my place when I left Saskatchewan. Ah. I read his report on the case, though. I think I can remember the way it went, although I'm not sure of all the details. It started in an ordinary enough way. A report came into Inspector Daly, and he sent for Sergeant Stokes, one of our best men out there. said you wanted to see me, sir. Oh, yes, Sergeant. I want you to investigate a theft which occurred last night at the office of the Marshall Pool Elevator. A report just came in. It sounds like a messy job. Anyone hurt, sir? No, but they blew open the safe with a charge that was much too strong. Got away with about $600. Oh, you'd better go straight out there. Uh, take Corporal James with you, will you? Yes, sir. Now, um, you know how thieves of this type operate. If they aren't caught, they'll strike again very soon. If they don't know how to use explosives any better than that, they may blow up the whole building next time. Beginners, I guess. Uh, perhaps. Um, they certainly had beginners luck this time, but I don't want them to have a second chance at it. So do your best, Sergeant. Right this way, officers. Oh, boy, everything's in a terrible mess here. I... Oh, I can't tell you what a shock I got when I walked in this morning. Safe's in here, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, this, this is the office. Yeah, what's left of it. Oh, boy, look at that window. Smashed to smithereens. It's a mess, all right. Yeah, well, boy, I, I'm surprised those robbers didn't blow themselves up. Well, let's have a look at the safe. Yeah, it's over hmm. here. Hmm. 
safe handle and dial have been knocked off, probably before the blast. Look at the way the metal's peeling off. Yeah, we'll take this handle and dial in for fingerprinting, although I don't have much hope of finding anything. Do they touch anything else in the office, Mr. Miller? Well, no, Sergeant, just the money. I suppose I should be glad they didn't get away with any of the records. Thieves do that sometimes, you know, you know just for spite. Well, what about that? Spite, that is. Do you have any reason to suspect an inside job? Oh, no, not a reason in the world, Sergeant. I've never made any of any of my men. I've never had a thing like this happen to me before in my life. Hmm. Have you fired anyone recently? Oh, no, not for years. Look, do you mind if I interview your foreman and a few others? No, go right ahead, boy. Everyone in the organization will give you all the help they can. Corporal James, I'd like a dog on this job. While I question some of the men here, will you go back and get police dog Ken? Right, Sergeant. Bring him out here as fast as you can. Tell the inspector I'll be in with my report this afternoon. Well, Sergeant, you've been on the job nearly all day. What did you find out? Got a lot of information, but I don't know as any of it fits together, sir. Mm-hmm. About the safe rigging itself, it was done with nitroglycerin. Quite a blast, as you said. Tore the office up pretty badly. Broke 13 windows in the rest of the building. Now, we've tested those safe parts you sent in for fingerprints. Nothing on them. Oh, I was afraid of that. Most beginners know about wearing gloves. Look, I found this in the debris, this section of burned fuse with putty on it. Now, yeah, let's see. Here you are, sir. Hmm... It looks as though they used putty to attach the fuse and detonator before ignition. There were torn and shredded pieces of adhesive tape and chips of putty in the rubble, apparently used to seal the safe door before inserting the explosive. No trace of soap, eh? No, sir. Now we were able to pick up that trail with PSD Kim. He followed the trail to a point on Highway 3, about three-quarters of a mile from the pool elevator. We then came to tire marks of a car which had been parked just off the highway and Kim lost the scent. See? Anything unusual about the tire marks? Well, I've taken an impression of them. They look pretty ordinary. Nothing at all around the area where the car was parked. In other words, you have nothing further to go on. Is that just right? one thing, sir, and it's very flimsy, I'm afraid. I talked to half a dozen of the men out there, and in the course of questioning, the foreman mentioned a family by the name of Sutton. You know them? Sutton, Sutton. No, I don't think so. What about them? Two brothers and a sister. They live in a farmhouse about five miles up the road from the elevator. One of the brothers, Harry, has a criminal record, they say. Sister and the other brother of good reputations. They've lived in the area about ten years. And uh, is there any evidence at all to connect Harry Sutton with this crime? Only this. It's rumored that his past record was for theft. And in view of his proximity to the scene of the crime, I thought I should investigate. Yes, investigate him by all means. Thought I'd go out there this evening by myself, sir. If I wait until dark... I may get a chance of comparing the tires on his car to the pattern of the getaway car. I'll report you in the morning. Yeah, I'm Harry Sutton. Who are you? Good evening, Mr. Sutton. I'm Sergeant Stokes of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. You want to talk to me? Yeah, if you don't mind. No, I don't mind. Come on in. Thank you. Come on in the living room. This way. My brother's in there. Herb, here's a Mountie come to see us. Sergeant Stokes, this is my brother Herb. Good evening, Sergeant. How do you do? Now, look, I'm making a routine check of all farmhouses in the area in connection with a robbery that occurred last night. Robbery, huh? Uh, where was that, Sergeant? In the office of the pool elevator. Safe was blown open with nitroglycerin. Say, imagine that. Did they get much money? Yeah, quite a bit. Now, as I say, this is a routine check, and we're having to question many people. It doesn't mean we're pointing the finger of suspicion at them. Sure thing, Sergeant, that's okay. 
Go ahead and ask us anything you want. Well, it's about you in particular. Me? Now, just because a man has a past criminal record doesn't mean he's responsible for any or all future crimes in his own neighborhood. Quite likely, he'll never get involved again. Ah, uh, maybe. If you say so, Sergeant. I wouldn't know. But, to be perfectly frank, that is the reason I'm here. What is, Sergeant? Your past record. Mine? You must be mistaken somewhere, Sergeant. I got no record. Why? Well, look, I was told you had a criminal record. You are Harry Sutton, aren't you? Look, sure he is. He's my brother. He hasn't got a criminal record. Is that all you wanted to know, Sergeant? No. I'd like to know where you two men were last evening. Well, that's easy. We were right here at home. We sat around reading until 11 o'clock. Sister Martha can corroborate that, and uh, then we all went to bed early. You weren't out at all in the evening? Not at all. Sorry, Sergeant. You're on the wrong track this time. Well, Sergeant Stokes went away with the feeling that he hadn't got anywhere near the real truth. But as far as the Sutton brothers were concerned, he couldn't make another move. Other investigation also led him up a blind street. And he was still plugging away on the case two weeks later when the inspector called him in again. Well, Sergeant, they've done it again. Done what, sir? Blown up another safe. At the Commerce Pool Elevator this time. But on the face of it, it looks like the same kind of job. Well, what do you know about that? Report just come in, sir? Yes, just a minute ago. Much bigger job this time, though. Nearly $3,000. Yeah, that's the way it usually goes. They get more and more ambitious. May I go right over there, sir? Yes, of course. And take the dog with you. Compare the methods closely and um, see if you can't find something this time. You see here, Corporal? Putty and adhesive were used in preparing the safe for the explosive charge. Same as last time, exactly. Yeah. Again, the dial has been knocked off. And here's the gunny sack, the same as last time, for smothering the sound. Entry was gained the same way by jimmying the window. All in all, the modus operandi is identical. Then let's get Kim to work on it, Sergeant. He's picked up the scent out there, and he's getting restless. Boy, all right, we're with you. Carry on, you're doing fine. He doesn't seem to be heading in the direction of the highway at all this no. time. Looks as though he's heading for that open field over there. That's odd. Say, look at him travel. I wish I could see some of their footprints. They give us the size of the shoes anyway. Keep your eyes open for any possible object they may have dropped along here, Corporal. Yes, I've been wondering about those tools. They'd have their hands full carrying that much equipment. True, they would. Yeah, he's leading us into the field, all right. Easy there, Kim. Take it easy. These ruts are hard going, boy. Say... Here are some footprints, Sergeant. Now, now that we're in the mud. So they are. Walk around them. Careful not to destroy them. We'll come back later and take a couple of good imprints. What's up? What's up? What is it, Have Captain? you lost them? No, he's acting as though... Say, he's showing us that mound of earth. So he is. Good boy, Kim. Good boy. Yes, I see it. Look at that dog, Dave. He wants us to help, Corporal. Hold it while I can with my hands. You run back to the building and bring a couple of shovels. Managed, Corporal? Yes, we're nearly there. Wait till the inspector sees this. Well, I hope he can make something of it. Here we are. Come in. Hello, sir. May we bring this in? What on earth have you got there? Tools, sir. All the safe cracking tools. Yes, yes. Come in, come in. Something there in the corner, Corporal. Yes, sir. 
Well, now, where did you men find these? Wasn't our work, I'm afraid, sir. Police dog Kim led us to them in a summer fallow field not 200 yards from the elevator. Now, what do you figure their purpose was in burying the tools? Couldn't manage them, for one thing, this being their second theft. So soon after the first, they didn't want to take a chance on parking a car too close to the elevator. Yes, I see what you mean. I think, sir, that they plan to come back for them after things had cooled down, or perhaps just leave them there. After all, you can replace a lot of tools with $3,000. You're going to test them for fingerprints, I expect? Yes, sir, although I haven't much hope of finding any. The main thing I hope to do is track them to their source. They're fairly new-looking, and it's possible they were purchased around here. If I can find the hardware merchant who sold them, I might get the information I'm looking for about Harry Sutton. Sutton, eh? I think he's lying, sir, and his brother, too. Not only lying, but having a good joke at our expense and continuing their operations right under our nose. I think you may be right, Corporal. Now, look, will you send um, those tools down to the lab and have them fingerprinted and cleaned? We'll proceed from there. In just a moment, we'll return for the second part of this true story of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, The Queen's Men. And now we return you to The Queen's Men. Here's the hardware store, I think, Sergeant. Jackson's Hardware. Yeah, this is the one we're looking for. Is this the last one in town? Except for a small new outfit out on the edge of the town. I don't think the other one's been in business more than a couple of weeks, so this one's a better bet. After you, Sergeant. Thanks. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. May I... Oh, it's police officers. Are you the owner of this store? Uh, yes, sir. Jackson's the name. Jim Jackson. What can I do for you? I'm Sergeant Stokes of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. This is Corporal James. Oh, glad to know you, Corporal. How do you do, sir? And you too, Sergeant. Hey, what do you got there? It's an acetylene torch. Yes, I can see that. What I mean is... We're trying to track down its source. I wondered if it might have been bought here. Oh, let's have a look at it, Sergeant. Uh, Put her down on the counter there. (sighs) Yeah, glad to unload that little number. Hope it was purchased from you, Mr. Jackson. I'll tell you something, officer. If I'm not mistaken, this torch wasn't purchased from me. It was stolen from me. Yeah? Stolen? Uh, Take a look under here. Here. Here, this is my mark. I put it on all my equipment. Especially expensive things like this. Yes, I see it. Yeah, well, I noticed about a week ago this torch was missing. There wasn't any sign of anyone breaking in or anything, so I didn't figure it could be stolen. Thought I'd just misplaced it somewhere. Hmm. Have you a lot of storage space? Yeah, that's quite a lot. But I still didn't figure a torch like this size could disappear for very long. You say there was no sign at all of a break-in? No, Sergeant, none at all. I keep everything locked up tight as a drum. I've got a lot of valuable stuff here, you know, and if anyone busted in here, I'd know it. Well, then how could it be taken out of here? Well, now that's I'm darned if I know. Only if someone had a key, I'd think. Yeah, how about that, Mr. Jackson? Can you think of anyone who might have a key to your place? Well, let me see. Well, how about your employees? No, I haven't got any. Tried having help about a year ago. I had quite a string of them, but more work to teach them where the stuff was and just run things myself. Well, the people you did have working for you, any of them have keys? Oh, sure, they all did for coming in early in the morning, but I always got the key back when I fired them. Yeah, but a person could, while in possession of the key, have duplicates made. Yes, that's true, I never changed the lock. Have you the names of the people who worked for you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I got them all written down in the old paybook. Can we have a look at it, please? Well, 
maybe nobody's home. I think they are. Car's in the barnyard. Don't forget, snap as many pictures as you can. Bond the house, me, until he's off guard. Then get him. I'll try to keep him talking. Yeah. Good afternoon, Mr. Sutton. Ah, oh, it's you, Mounties, again. What do you want this time? I guess you heard there's been another robbery. Yeah, I heard. It was in the papers. That's all I know about it. Maybe you can throw some light on it. Look, I've told you all I know. I'm getting tired of you guys coming around here accusing me of something I didn't do. No one's accused you yet, Mr. Sutton. But you're certainly casting suspicion on yourself with that. Yeah, I'll take my chances on that. I want to see your brother, too. Is he at home? No, he's out. Who is it, Harry? So, he's out, huh? That's what I said. This is our house. If you think you're going to force your way in here... Tell your brother I want to see him. Someone want to see me? Oh, for Pete's sake. Oh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police again. What do you want this time? Herbert Sutton, we've been informed that approximately a year ago, you worked for a few weeks at Jackson's Hardware Store. Sure, what about it? You been back to that store recently? No, I quit there last August. Have you been back for any reason at all? No, haven't been near the place. While you were working there, you had a key in your possession. Sure. Did you at any time have any duplicates made of that key? Of course I didn't. What I do that for? I merely wanted... Now, just hold still, Sergeant. This will make a dandy action picture. Hey, what's the idea taking a picture of me? Sorry, I thought you'd be pleased to pose with a Mountie. Uh, I'll send you a copy. Don't bother. We're sick of you, Mountie, snooping around. Now get out of here. Good work, Corporal. Let's get that picture developed and get to work. <laughs> I tell you, Sergeant, I make uh, duplicates of keys all the time, sometimes uh, dozens in a day. If you think it was a year ago, I don't think I could remember that far back. Well, we have a photograph of the man we suspect. Show it to him, Corporal. Here you are, Mr. Jenkins. Here, study this picture and see if you can remember seeing this man in your shop. Thanks. You know, officer, well, he does look familiar. Why, golly, he does. Do you recall whether you ever made a key for him? Last uh, July or August, you say? Yeah, that's right. Let me think. Uh, this isn't anybody I know. I mean, uh, I, I do think I've seen him before, and if I have, well, it was likely here in my shop. Well, do you do anything else here besides make keys? Nope. Do you keep any records of your customers' names? No, no reason to. It, names? Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah? Now that you mention names, now I remember this fella. Yeah, I remember him now, and it's on account of the name. How do you mean? Well, he did come in to have a duplicate key made, and he, he told me his name, you see. I can't remember it now, but when he came in the next day to pick up the key, I, I remembered it then, and he gave his name again, only it was a different name. A different one? As if he'd forgotten the name he gave me the day before. I remember thinking, by golly, this fellow's going under an assumed name, or several assumed names. If he gets them mixed up... You sure of that? Oh, yes, I'm positive. I remember it clear as anything. Was one of the names Sutton? Sutton. Sutton. Darned if I can remember that, officer, but this is the fellow that got mixed up in the names, all right. Just as if he was trying to keep me from knowing his real name. Well, Sergeant... No, sir. I haven't been able to find a thing on Herb Sutton. Well, I just received word from Ottawa about the brother, Harry. Yes, sir? He's on record, all right. The description fits. It certainly sounds like the same man. Two convictions for armed robbery. Well, well. Yes, it appears the younger brother, Herb, hasn't been caught at it yet. But they certainly appear to be the pair we're after. Um, 
You're planning to place Herb under arrest for the theft of the acetylene torch, you said. Yes, sir. I'm on my way out there now. Well, you'd better take a search warrant along and uh, give the place a good going over. Yes, that's right, operator. I'll wait. Just found something else, Sergeant. Yes, what is it? Here. Royal Canadian Mounted Police, Inspector Daly speaking. Just a minute, Corporal. Sergeant Stokes here, sir. I'm phoning from the Sutton farmhouse. Yes, Sergeant? I'm afraid the birds have flown the nest. What's that? The Sutton, sir. All three of them have skipped. And it's no wonder. All the evidence is right here. What evidence have you found, Sergeant? More tools in the house, sir. And out in the barn, we found a storage place for nitroglycerin, detonators, wire, and fuses. Oh, uh, Corporal James, there's something else right here, if you can hold on a minute. Yes, all right. What is it, Corporal? A letter from Harry Sutton to his brother. Looks as though it was written from prison and smuggled out somehow. Well, let's see it. Thank you. Hello, sir? Yes? Letter here from Harry to Herb Sutton, telling him he's receiving instruction in safe-blowing and advising that Herb get a line on possible places to rob. What are they doing, conducting safe-blowing courses in the penitentiary? Wherever there are other prisoners, sir. Yes, yes, I know. Now, you say they've uh, skipped, Sergeant. Does it look as though they've moved out for good? Quite a while, I'd say, sir. Furniture's still here, but nearly all their clothes are gone. No stock in the barn, car and truck are both gone. And what about the stock? They couldn't take that very far. You'd better start questioning the neighboring farmers about that, Sergeant. One of them may have some idea where they are. Right, sir. Oh, and uh, let me know immediately you discover anything. I will, sir. Goodbye. Goodbye, and good luck. Where'd you find that letter? Up in the attic, in the box dark up there. I came down to get your flash. There might be something else of interest up there. There might be. Let's have a look. Sergeant, it'll be a heartbreak to lose them when we've got this close. We haven't lost them. They choose to run. I'm glad they did. We might not have got the evidence otherwise, and I'd rather conduct a chase than play a waiting game. Come in, then. Thank you, sir. Well, that didn't take you long. You find out anything? We found out they boarded their animals with a farmer two lots over. Said they'd be away for two or three months and paid for the feed in advance. Yes? And what else? These letters, sir. Mm-hmm. Found them in the attic, along with the letters from Harry to his brother. If you look through them, you'll notice that he makes reference several times to a fellow convict named Red McAvoy, and that they plan future associations. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Any indication of who Red McAvoy is? One point, he refers to McAvoy's release and his planned return to the town of Prescott. Prescott, uh, Saskatchewan? Well, that's what I'm wondering, sir. It's only 50 miles from here, and it seems a worthwhile coincidence to investigate. These fellows always head for a pal when they want shelter. You know, it occurred to me that with luck, we might find the Suttons in Prescott. Yeah, it's worth a chance. We'll set up a roadblock and notify all cars of the license numbers of the car and truck. Uh, send out a local warning to the Prescott area... And see what happens. Yes, sir. In the meantime, me, Corporal James, and I have permission to take a car and drive up there. Yes, good idea. Oh, you'd better take two more men with you. You might find yourself shooting it out with the Suttons and their pal as well. One thing you can say for these boys, they certainly do stick together when they're in trouble. Well, I think they're in trouble right now, sir. Fred? You mean Red McAvoy? Why, sure, know where he lives. He's got a swell big place up in the hill. Uncle died and left him a stack of money. 
Never comes to town no more. Just sits up there and entertains his friends. They come and visit him from all over. Thank you. Thanks very much. Which way is the railroad station? Afternoon, officer. Anything I can do for you? It's about a man they call McAvoy. Does he come down to the station much? Oh, no, officer. He just sends his man down with the station wagon just to meet the guests. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of guests. What kind of guests? Oh, all kinds. City folk, mostly. How recently have some of these guests arrived? Ah, just this morning. Three of them. Two men and a woman? Ah, yes. Thank you. Come on, Corporal. <laughs> Want me to drive right up to the front door, Sergeant? No, stop up here behind this row of shrubs. We'll walk up to the house. Right. You men remain in the back seat for about 30 seconds. Corporal James and I will approach the front door, and while we're doing so, you close in at the back. Yeah, right. Here we go, Corporal. Down. Guess they spotted this little window. Yes, recognize this. Well, the inspector was right. We're going to have to shoot it out. Why do they always think they can win at this? Yeah, there they are at the front window. Now we really are stuck here. There goes Anderson back to the car. Oh, man, he's going after the tear bombs. Good thing the car's in a blind spot for them. But how's he going to lob one in? We'll draw their fire and keep them busy. Maybe with a better luck, they won't spot him. Okay, let's keep them busy. I think they've got the whole gang at the window. Here comes Anderson. I hope they don't spot him. Corporal, stay down. What are you doing? Distracting them. Were you hit? Just a flesh wound, but Anderson made it look. Come on, let's go. Keep fighting. It'll make them panic and give in. Okay, the game's up, boys. March out with your hands up. Anderson, keep your gun trained on the door. If there's one false move, fire. Well, Constable Anderson didn't have to fire. Sergeant Stokes was right. They'd panicked and on being trapped gave up without a word. What about Corporal James? Fortunately, it was only a slight flesh wound, but it earned warm praise for his quick thinking under fire. Good. As for the Suttons, they were put away for a good long time. Authentic stories of the Royal Canadian Mounted Police. Music under the direction of Sidney Torch. Script and adaptation under the supervision of John Adaskin. Produced and directed by Harry Allen Towers.